Yomis, welcome to this magic mini that I felt like sharing right before I publish another human design episode where we go even deeper with the one and only our human design expert, Erin Claire Jones. And this episode, this little snippet I'm about to share took place back in 2019. And I felt like sharing this as a reminder or even as new information for those who are not aware of human design, but of the foundations. So that way, when you listen to Monday's episode, you will feel more confident in the understanding of this human design language. And if you're not aware of your type, of course, you can always go to Aaron Claire Jones' site. And I left a link in the show notes. It's free to find out your design, of course. Anyway, I hope that you enjoy this snippet of Aaron Claire Jones detailing the 411 of each type, the generators, the manifest manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors, just as a reminder, as I do believe that reiteration is key to clarity and a greater knowing of something, especially if you're not quite a master of it like myself. And so this was also nice for me to remember as well, certain points that I actually forgot about each type. And so it's nice to hear it again. Anyway, so with that said, here is a snippet of the episode with Erin Claire Jones. There was just something about it where I was like, I've never found a system that is as practical and as grounded and as actionable as human design. And I think that I saw the potential to actually bring it into business and to kind of come into businesses like under the guise of like, yes, we're going to make you so much more productive and more efficient and make you more money. But like ultimately it's bringing people more into alignment with who they are in all the ways, you know, with their families and their wives and their husbands. And and so it just felt like actually such a sneaky, fun path. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just, I hadn't found another system like it. And it was very instant that I was like, you know, I've got to do the work to make this really practical and accessible because I think my first couple of years, like the people talking about it was so complex Mm -hmm. and like it was hard to really understand it. And I think part of why there's more awareness now is there's a new wave of people, you know, not just me talking about this in a much more accessible, grounded way. And like people can really access it. 100%. I think it's because people like you are delivering this message where before it just sounded very almost cluttered, convoluted, something that yes. I, when I was very much a skeptic at one point, um, I would, I would just, I would dismiss it completely. Like I used to dismiss astrology. Yeah, I'd be like, no, but now they're actually make it almost pragmatic too, which is very helpful for the skeptical mind. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. And I love, of course, you fell into the spiritual healing modalities at such a young age. So clearly you're in alignment with your path for whatever reason as a projector. Yeah, doing my best. (laughs) Yeah. And I also love and honor the fact that you narrowed your niche, your focus even more, and you really help others understand their human design when it comes to career. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is going to help people, like you said, not only with their finances and just their actual career success, but their purpose to be in alignment with their life success. So how can knowing our human design help us with not only our career success, but overall human success? I think that, you know, I I was just reading a quote this weekend. It was by Ray Dalio, who's like a founder of a huge hedge fund, Bridgewater. But he was just like, you know, I think he said something along the lines of like, 
learn your nature and like build a life that like allows you to align with it. And I just think what human design does is it kind of gives people both the awareness and the tools to understand how they are uniquely wired to operate and like how to really step into it, you know? And I just think the magic of it is that like, we are all so radically different and like human design is the most individualized system I've found and that there are 2 billion different configurations. So like, wow, wait, 2 billion. I knew that there were like at least over a hundred types, but there's only the five main, but wait, there's 2 billion. Yeah. So there's not 2 billion like types. There were 2 billion configurations. So like at the highest, the highest level distinction is five types and then there are different ways of making decisions and then it just keeps getting more specific and more specific and more specific so like you know I worked with like tons of people at this point and like you know there's no two charts where I'm like oh you guys have the same thing right like there might be similarities you know like we're both projectors but like you know our designs themselves are actually very different and so um so yeah, I think what it really does is it just gives us permission to be ourselves. Yes. And I always say that. Yeah, it's like not about changing who we are, just giving no. ourselves permission to step into who we've always been. To step in. And I love that. Learn your nature. It's kind of like astrology in a sense where we have our sun sign, right? So just to keep it simple for the majority to comprehend. But then if we really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, it's best to really learn about all our planetary zodiac signs. Because honestly, I didn't fully connect with my Leah 100%. So that's why I didn't believe in astrology till I was able to dive more deeply into it. And I was like, whoa, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it now. And so I think that's so great to know that, yeah, you have your overall main, but then there's so much more to it. There's so much more to you. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point because I'll, you know, for those unfamiliar with human design, oh, and if you want to look yours up, you need your exact time, date, and place of birth. But um, you can look yours up at erinclairjones.com slash look up if you want to follow along. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. But what I was going to say is that, you know, the majority of people are either generators or manifesting generators. And often people will be like, you know, I'm a generator. I'm so boring. I'm like fitting with the rest of the people. And I'm like, no, no, that is like just the beginning. Yeah. You know, so sometimes people come into a session with this like sense that like they're actually not unique. And it's so the opposite of what human design actually provides. It really gives us like such a language to our uniqueness. So that type is the first piece. And then it just keeps getting more and more specific. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to talk about the main five types. So now should we do from the rarest to the most common or the most common to the rarest? You know what? We always do common to the most rare. So let's do rarest to the most common. Yeah. It feels Ooh, I love that. different. Yeah. All right. Who are the reflectors? The reflectors. So <laughs> reflectors are about 1% of the population. Yeah. Wow. Which feels super rare. But like at this point, because I worked with a lot of people, I, I realize I've met a ton of reflectors because 1% is still actually a lot of people. Ooh, can I interject a second? Yeah. I bet it's also because reflectors are very drawn to this type of understanding this type of modality. And so that's probably why you attract a lot of reflectors, I can imagine. Yeah, totally. It was actually so funny. The other day, I actually like looked at my database and for fun, I was like, let's just see like what percentage each of the types are. Um, Because I'm curious if it correlates with the percentages that I actually tell the world. And like, it was almost, almost totally in alignment, except I had like way more projectors because I think way more projectors come to me because I am a projector, but like everything else is like pretty accurate. Um, 
Okay. So reflectors. So reflectors are very unique beings that basically are these amazing mirrors for the rest of us. So they basically take in everything in their environment and in their community and reflect it back. And so what's so amazing is that when you know who those people are, is they're part of a company or community, like you really get a sense of the health of the place just based on how that person's showing up. And this person's identity is literally shifting all the time. Like over the course of a month, they're going to have periods where they feel more like a manifester, more like a manifesting generator, more like a projector, more like a generator. The key thing for them is that they don't try to like figure out or like lock into one way of doing things. And they allow themselves to kind of be surprised each morning with how they feel because they're very chameleon-like. They're going to feel different around different people. Um, and they're so sensitive to their environment. So, and, and to the extent that like if they're in an environment that doesn't feel good, like it's hard for things to go well, you know, it's just that like, they're going to take in all that stuff. And so it's so important for them to be in environments that feel good, you know, whether that's just like a coffee shop, an office, a home, a city, and, and kind of being communities that feel right. And the minute that those things start to no longer feel right, really giving themselves permission. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. One reflector I know, um, she's been on this podcast. In fact, I think she's going to have her other episode next week, Jordan Younger. Oh, cool. You might know. Yeah, she's a reflector. And she really mirrors to me so much about my own self when she goes to these different stages. And I'm like, oh, I get it. 
You're such a reflector. It's wild. And they're such teachers, you know, and I think it's been so powerful when I've, you know, discovered that I'm working with reflectors because like they're actually so wise and they have this like amazing kind of objective assessment and like evaluation of what's going on. And so they're really here to kind of be invited in to share their wisdom and like be invited in and kind of initiated into kind of being as wise and um, powerful as they are. Um, Beautiful. And what's so, so their strategy, every type will have a strategy and their strategy is about kind of waiting to be invited in and initiated. But also what's super unique about them is that in terms of making decisions, they're really designed to give themselves like a full lunar cycle. So about 30 days before they make big decisions. It's not always going to take that long. And sometimes you have to wait multiple lunar cycles, you know, but I always think it's so long and then I'll share it with reflectors and they're like, I know, totally, of course. I'm like, what? You know, but I had a client a couple weeks ago who was like, um, she met a guy who was a photographer and she was like, this is it. I want to be a photographer. I'm in. Like, this is my career. And then like three weeks later, she's like, okay, I'm done with that. Onto the next thing. But like she just needed that full cycle to really check in with herself and be like, is this actually the right thing? Do I still like feel like this is my path? And so they kind of need that period of time to really sample all the different Ah. options. What is like the best type of career for a reflector then? So I think that honestly, a lot of the reflectors that I work with tend to be in like HR functions when they're working in a company, kind of like the chief people officer. I just heard one a couple of days ago that was that. And I think that that's a very powerful place for them to be. I think ideally, you know, they're kind of like, and I've mentioned this before, but um, they would kind of be like right next to the CEO in a company right. and just kind of like whispering to them, like all the things that they see, right. you know, whether it's like that's chief of staff or whatever it is, because they can just like assess what's going on in the company and what's healthy and what's not in a way that no one else can. Now, what if they have their own business and brand? How do they navigate that? I think it's just making sure they have the right support around them. Okay. You know, they're, you know, the reflector I was working with last week too, it's like, she's a really amazing coach, you know, and because she can really reflect back to people exactly where they are, but working with people one-on-one that consistently is a little bit more exhausting for her. And so reflectors can actually be very powerful as group facilitators. And so for her working like as a facilitator of small groups or large groups is like ideal as long as she gives herself time to kind of empty out and like disconnect from everyone else's stuff. Right. That's so important for them to disconnect from that because I bet they can hold on to energy so long, huh? Yeah. And it can get really confusing if they don't have those boundaries Mm -hmm. of like, oh, this is yours and this is mine. And, you know, often um, reflectors tend to be very connected to nature. I mean, I think it like serves all of us, but like it's such a powerful way to disconnect. And there's a lot of reflectors that like are like competitive swimmers or like do crew or just like play Ah. these sports that actually like allow them to be communing with nature um, on a daily basis, which is like so funny. Yeah. It's interesting how you just kind of end up naturally aligning with whatever your type is. You hopefully discover something. What if you are for whatever reason, out of alignment with your design. Yeah. Well, I think if people are really doing work on themselves, they tend to very naturally align with their design. And again, it's like when I sit with people, it's not about like telling them all this crazy information where they're like, wow, I've never heard of that. They're like, I know, I know, I know. Um, I know this stuff. I just like haven't stepped into it. So I think when they're out of alignment with their design, there's a lot of signs or signatures that can kind of reflect when they're out of alignment. And so it's really just kind of helping them understand 
all the areas where they can really get the most taken off track so they can start to find their way back. Oh, that's so good to know. It's so good to know because there are all there are areas in our design, they're called our open centers. And these are basically the areas where we are all kind of uniquely sensitive to taking in other people's stuff. And the key is that we don't make decisions from those places. We don't make decisions from like other people's expectations or fears or emotions or ideas. And we kind of learn how to tap into our own inner decision-making authority is what we call it, our own inner authority to kind of make decisions that are correct for us every single time. So helping people understand like what it feels like to be connected to that and also where they're the most likely to get taken off track so they can cultivate the awareness and be like, oh, I see I'm in my shadow here. Like, let me move back into my wisdom. And we can find these open centers online, correct? Because Mm -hmm. that is, okay, we'll have to talk about interpreting Mm -hmm. our sign and check it out. So we'll continue to move on through the types first. And then I'm so curious about that. So who's next? Who's next? Okay, so next we have manifestors. All right. Um, And manifestors are amazing. So manifestors are really designed to kind of be very powerful and impactful people. They're actually the only type that's really designed to do the initiating and kind of really get things started. Yeah. They're like really here to get the ball rolling. Not actually always here to do all the work themselves, but like just to get it started. They tend to sometimes be a little bit provocative in their energy. Like their work is to be honestly pretty unapologetic in who they are. And like there are some people that are going to like respect them like crazy and other people that are going to be very triggered by them. Um, and so like learning to kind of be in that power because, you know, there's some manifestors I work with that have never felt the permission to kind of be as powerful and impactful as their energy naturally is. So it requires some like retraining to allow that. Um, but often for manifestors, autonomy is super important, freedom, not being controlled. These people are not ones that are here to kind of be managed or told what to do. Like they operate best when they kind of can chart their own path. And so, you know, a lot of manifestors I work with, like they're either working independently, you know, and just like starting their own projects. I see a lot of coaches too that are manifestors. Um, But if they're going to work in a company, it's basically making sure that they kind of have their own domain within the company where they're able to kind of like initiate and create and bring things to life and like not have all these boundaries about what they can do or can't do. And so I've managed manifestors before and it's always about like, this is your domain, go do your thing and report back. Oh my gosh. All of this makes so much sense. And thinking about one of my best friends, Christina, who started, well, she didn't start, but she was a pioneer in this whole entire raw vegan movement. And she really like everything you just said, except for obviously she doesn't work for anybody. So that last part is her. Yeah. It's crazy. Amazing. I love hearing her aligning with that. Yeah. Yeah. But but also I interpret it when I found out a couple of years ago, we were in Bali when we found out she was a manifester and I was like, oh, it makes sense. You manifest literally everything you think about, but is that really how it works? So I think that we all have the capacity to manifest. It's just going to look a little bit different for each of us. Right. Like they do have the capacity to bring things into life very quickly once they like, you know, once they have that inner urge that they're like, oh yes, I want to initiate this and create this. Um, I think some manifestors that I work with, like they are very powerful manifestors, you know, like they can make things happen in a very special way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we all have different ways of manifesting. Um, so I don't think that like manifestors are the only ones that <laughs> can manifest at all, obviously. Of yeah. More easily, it seems. Like she thinks yes. something, it comes. <laughs> and and I think that because most of us are here, we have to wait a little bit longer. We have yeah. to wait to have a natural response to something. We have to wait for an invitation. We have to wait to be initiated in. Whereas like manifestors don't have to wait for anyone or anything. 
Right. But it's all it's also probably so different for them because there's a part in our chart that kind of tells us about our manifesting type, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. There's a there's a part that basically um, tells us whether or not we're designed to be very specific in our manifestations. So like getting down to the details of exactly what we want to happen or whether we're designed to be a little bit more – passive is kind of the word, but it doesn't totally reflect it where it's more just like I want it to feel like this and just being kind of more broad and general and like allowing the details to be filled in later. I love that description of it because I was, I mean, I've been told it's non-specific, which apparently my chart says. And so I'm like, oh, I love thinking of the specifics, but I do understand the whole instead of what I'm reaching for is really that feeling. The so. feeling, you know, and like, and it's one of those things where for me, it's always been like, yeah, I'm going to like write down a list or I'm going to like have a sense of a feeling and then I'm going to like throw it all away and see what happens. Yes. <laughs> you know? So just like, kind of like letting it take shape. And I do think, what I found in my life, I'm non-specific as well, is that like I honestly can never anticipate what comes next. Oh yeah. Like I can have a sense of being like ready to level up or I want like I remember with human design, honestly, like two or three months before I discovered it, I was just like, I really like want to be on the cutting edge of a thing. Mm. Like I want a, a new system and I just like and I and I had no it was one of those things that I said out loud and it sounded totally nuts. But it was like I was like, I feel like it's gonna all make sense later. You know, and it's one of those things that I couldn't have actually like sought it out. It just like showed up and I was like, oh, duh. Wow. This is what it is. Wow. And also, I mean, you are a projector, so it did just kind of come to you in a sense, which is beautiful. It truly did. Yeah. My And my first teacher, you know, he'd been the guy who introduced it to me and was my business partner and teacher. He, you know, invited me into it very explicitly, obviously, because he was a practitioner of human design. But like the minute I was just like reacted to it, he's like, this is like your system. Like, please come in and build this with me. And I'm like, okay, you know. Um, oh, my so. God. And I'm so glad you trusted. I'm so glad that you trusted that, yeah. that the time you discovered it, it really was a bit too far-fetched to most minds, but I mean- It was super far-fetched. I know. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling, but it was so funny. He's like, you really are like in full trust. And like, I don't, you know, I have many areas in my life where I have a hard time trusting. So that's not like always the case. But I think with human design, I just like was like, this is it. I know this is it. And I'm sure it'll keep evolving, but I, I definitely felt clear on that. I mean, five years down the road- I just imagine who knows. You're you're, like I was talking about Christina being a pioneer in that movement. It's almost like you're pioneering this because it really is still just scratching the surface into people as they become more awake into the different things that are beyond the physical. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and like people are going to be ready for it at different stages. Human design is like never, especially as a projector, is like never a thing that I can force on somebody. It's like, you know, and I go into companies where like most people are super excited and like if people are resistant like that's fine you know often those people I will say will end up coming back but like it's just making it available for people so that if they do resonate it's like ready for them when they are right oh I love that so manifestors one other piece I'll add about them very quickly is that like I said every type will have a strategy so like I said manifestors are here to initiate but another key piece of their design is all about informing and so the idea is that for them once they get clear on something they're going to do to really reflect on who are all the people this decision is going to impact and how can I make sure I let them know? And by informing, it kind of like lets them manifest with a lot more ease and like a lot less resistance. And so for them, again, just like letting people know, really practicing communicating and just kind of keeping people aware of what they're choosing to do. Mm. Um, Often that's not a natural thing for a manifester to do, but life becomes a lot easier once they practice it. Good to know. So 
Yeah. And, and it's helpful for us around manifestors to inform them back. Ah. You know, often they really respond best to that as well. I love knowing about other people's types. So I know how to respond to them. And also just, I understand them more as far as how they perceive the world. It truly changes the game. It changes whether the it's game. Work, it changes the game. Like whether it's, you know, I've applied it with like every team that I worked with, but also like with my family, with my boyfriend, like it's just changed the game because like I just, there's a, a different level of empathy and understanding of this person and like knowing how to honor not only our own natures, but to honor their nature, yeah. you know? And I think it's very, yeah, it's very revealing. So, and, you know, looking at it, parenting, there's just, it's endless, it's applications. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk about projectors. Yes. So we are both projectors. And so basically projectors are really here to kind of be guides, to be leaders, to be teachers. They're really not here to do like all the like hustling and go, go, going. Um, their energy often operates a little bit better in spurts where like they might have like the energy for a little bit and then the energy disappears. And so, Uh-oh. yeah, sorry. Do you hear this? Sorry. Yeah. Do you have to okay. take off no, no. because of fire? Oh, okay. Oh my god! Oh, don't we, worry about it. Okay, don't worry about it. Let me just wait for it to go. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. and also I can edit it out, or we can keep it in. It's kind of entertaining. It's pretty funny. Um, okay. Oh, great, perfect. Um, <laughs> so sorry about that, team. Okay, so oh, okay. <laughs> um, so projectors, um, like I said, they really operate better working in spurts. So taking a lot of time to rest, like they're kind of here to teach us, you know, what it looks like to be really successful without like hustling all the time to kind of find more efficient ways of using their energy. They often are like master delegators, um, projectors, like their gift is in really kind of understanding the other and understanding people and kind of what makes them tick and their energy. Um, and so often it's really good for projectors to kind of find a system that really helps them understand people and kind of make themselves available to be invited and to really share it. You know, when we can get really really tripped up as projectors is like if we're brought into a company or an opportunity and expected to operate like a generator, you know, we just bring like a very different thing to the table, like able to kind of just like see the energy and the talent and the resources and like know how to maximize things in a way that others can't. And so kind of waiting to be recognized in so we can actually kind of, you know, align with that gift. Wow. That makes, that makes me feel better about also the fact that I'm not, I don't have much of a hustler bone though. Of course, I'm very thankful where I'm at because I've just been following the calls, but that hustler bone, that's, that's not so much me. And so, yeah, which is like, it's so amazing that you're aligned with that because I think we're living in a world of generators. And so most of us like there's a lot of deconditioning to get away from that. Yeah. You know, I was worked at a such other projector this morning and like, you know, she's known about human design for a while, but it's just like, it's hard to disconnect from that. And our biggest shadow is becoming super overzealous and to take on too much and to not listen to our tiredness and to like just push beyond our boundaries. And so really having those boundaries and like honoring for me, it's really learning how to like honor when I really have the energy for something and like really taking rest when I don't, um, and not trying to do it all myself. And like, having a business partner and people that can support me and doing all the other things. So I can just kind of do the thing that's in my lane. That is the part that I need to work on next. <laughs> yes. I start getting a team because I'm a one man band right now. Yeah. And like, so sometimes as entrepreneurs, we, you know, we can't like delegate immediately, but like when you can really starting to practice that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the founder of Human Design Raw would always joke that projectors are meant to work like three hours a day. That's what I do. Um, and like, <laughs> 
Okay, thank God. Yeah, and I, it's always so funny. I always am like, oh, I wonder how people will react. And like projectors are like, that is a dream, you know, and like spend the rest of their time like really honing their craft. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, projectors, you know, operate very differently. So really kind of learning how to tune into that. Well, I kind of see because you said guide teacher and a lot of times, so my actual work work, like you said, might be three day, hours, might be four or five, whatever. It doesn't really go over five, but that's because the, the majority of the other time I am. Um, studying my craft, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And just like cultivating it, you know, and like giving yourself permission to do that. And like at, you know, at companies, projectors are like often make the best managers and the best best leaders as well. And I think that I've historically felt like, um, a little bit guilty because I'm like, it's so much easier for me to like manage people than it is to actually be on the team doing all the doing, yeah. but like being like, Oh, like, let's just do the things that come naturally and like give ourselves space to kind of cultivate our craft because like, that's where we can really have the most value. Mm, that's beautiful. So the strategy for projectors is to wait for an invitation and recognition. So basically people need to be ready for you as a projector. So um, waiting to be invited into opportunities um, and then asking yourself, like, am I authentically recognized in this? And so, you know, this doesn't have to do with, like, if you want to study something, you don't need to be invited in um, to study that, but more if it's a new job or a romantic relationship or a living situation, making sure you really feel invited and recognized in, mm. sorry, invited in and recognized. The relationship part, I understand. The studying part, I understand now. But one thing that I, I do like to take inspired action, if I hear a call, for example, when I emailed you, if I feel that call, if I feel that mm-hmm. ping to take that inspired action to reach out, I'm going to reach mm-hmm. out. I know I'm a projector and I should wait for the invitation, but even though I do get a lot of submissions, I also love to reach out to the those who I really want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> okay, you know, good. I think that like, yeah, because I think that like one, you like you're doing this podcast, people are really receiving it. So like it, it wouldn't be realistic for you to wait to be invited in to, you know, to like share all these things. Like I feel like you probably already feel recognized by the work that you're doing. And so once you feel that recognition and invitation, then you can go out and create it. Ooh, okay. That makes so, so it's much not like, sense. Yeah. Yes. It's not like, Every single little moment, it's more like, do I feel invited in this role? Do I feel recognized? Okay, yes. And like, I think what I found personally is that, especially with building the human design business, is that like, and I actually was like invited in a building. So I built a human design business you know, with a business partner about three and a half years ago now, four years ago, and then started my own business at the beginning of 2018. And like, even this last one, it was like my boyfriend that was like, it's time for you to like do this on your own. And like, just, just, I wouldn't say force, but like really was like, you like I will initiate you into doing this because it's time. And like, I kind of needed that jump start to really be like, okay, yes. Um, but I think what has been important for me as a projector is that it's not designed to be a passive thing. Uh, it's like not a thing where we're sitting on the couch being like, when is it all coming? You know, it's really about like, how can we make ourselves available to be invited in? Like, how can we share about what we're doing in a super authentic way and in a broad way so that the people do that do resonate will come to us? That makes me feel so much better because it's so true that I thought when I first heard this and I was like, I cannot just sit on my butt all day and expect something and want something. Like I want to, I want to be doing something. Exactly. And so, and that's why it's like honing our craft and like 
for us, it's harder to like sometimes sell in super like direct ways. Like for me, it's not about reaching out to this company. It's more like I'm going to send out a newsletter or mm-hmm. do an Instagram live or share about what I'm doing in a very broad way. That's like just super authentic, not trying to sell. Right. And the people that do resonate will come. I love that. Yeah. And I can't be a seller. I just, I'm not pushy enough. At all. Yeah. <laughs> So who, oh yeah, wait, there's the strategy. The strategy. So the strategy is to wait for an invitation and also when that invitation comes to like make sure you're authentically recognized in it. And so, you know, I think it is not just about being invited in, but then asking yourself like, do I feel recognized? Um, And, you know, even a woman I was working with this morning, like she was, you know, her fears around making herself visible. And so as a projector, we do have to kind of make ourselves visible so people can actually see us. Ah, yes. I bet it's so easy to have that cloak on for a little bit. Exactly. Who is next? Okay, let's talk about generators and manifesting generators. So, all right, together we're clumping them together. together. We'll separate them, but like they have okay. a, they have the same strategies. So, ah. it's good to like talk about them as one and then as two. Gotcha. Um, so basically, these are the people together that kind of naturally have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and bring things to life. And the most important thing for these people is that they're really doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. Like these people operate best when they're kind of wake up each morning with a full tank of energy, then use that energy in super satisfying ways and then like crash and wake up recharge. And so like these people like are here to lift up the energy of everyone around them, but it requires that they're super lit up by what they're working on. And so, you know, if I'm working with people, generators or MGs that are not excited about like their day job, I always encourage them to find something outside of it. You know, it can be very small, like in the morning or the after at night, just like something that does feel like a very engaging and satisfying use of their energy. Because the more satisfied they are by the work that they do, like the more magnetic they become and actually attracting the opportunities to them. Um, And so the difference is manifesting generators tend to move a bit more quickly um, and tend to like have their energy in a lot of things at once. Mm -hmm. So they might kind of pivot quickly from one thing to another, um, you know, or be doing four or five things at once. And that's so normal. Like it's really about just honoring what they have the energy for and then like pivoting as soon as the energy is no longer there for it. I see that. I so see that. But generators, they're not the same way. They don't shift so much, right? They don't shift as much. And like it's also important for them if their energy is no longer there for something to like allow themselves to move on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So because they're, I mean, we're not meant to do anything forever. (laughs) So like they're probably not going to pivot, you know, as quickly as manifesting generators or maybe not have their energy in all the things at once. They might be a little bit more focused on one at a time. Um, But again, like it is so important that they are energized by what they're working on. And so not kind of forcing themselves to keep working on a thing that just like is no longer giving them life. Mm. What are some like great jobs for them then? You know, it's interesting because like one, this is a lot of people. Um, and so I think important jobs for them is honestly jobs where they just are really excited about what they're doing, you know? So it can be like a coach, you know, a thing that like where they're super lit up by that. It could be working at a company and like doing marketing and sales or even being a CEO, but again, just like doing something that really is giving them life. And so often when I work with teams, you know, I, and they have a lot of generators and manifesting generators on their team, it's always you know, encouraging them to make sure that like they really are excited about the job that they're doing. You know, I've worked with a lot of generators and MGs and I'm like, are you, that just are more frustrated than anything in the job that they're doing. And so they're not really like serving their purpose or living into their potential then because they bring so much amazing energy and vitality to a team when they're excited about what they're doing. So I think it's less about 
a specific job because it could truly be anything. Um, and more just like, is it just giving them life in all the ways? And that might be like parenting, you know, like it could be something totally, it, it might not always like look as traditional as work, but like they just really are meant to kind of use their energy in super satisfying ways every day. And also like they're really here to kind of build and create and bring things to life. I love that. And I love it for them to know, like, just do what excites you. I mean, that's really for everybody, but some people they'll hear that they're a generator and they're like, what, what, what do I even do? I don't understand because it seems so vague. Yes. But at the same time, there's so, there's so much beauty to a generator. Yes, exactly. And do what you love can sometimes feel like a little bit like just generic, but it's actually so important, you know, and like, and just for them to take inventory of like, always be taking inventory each day being like, what are the things that I did today that like, lit me up the most? You know, what are the things that I did that are like the most draining? And I think why it's important is that because generators and manifesting generators are like these natural resources of energy, people can take advantage of it. You know, they can feel that energy and want to like use it. And so for them to have those boundaries of like, you know what, I'm not available to hang out (laughs) or I'm not available to like participate in this project. And so just like really having those boundaries so they can get very clear in each decision of like, does this light me up or does it not? Which I can sure it would be hard for them because they might, a lot of them could be people pleasers, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that's one of the shadows of it is like overcommitting, saying yes to everything, kind of like, becoming super vulnerable to just like taking care of everyone else's needs and wants and not really prioritizing it for themselves. Um, And so the strategy for both of those types is to wait to respond. And so what I mean by that is basically instead of having an idea and immediately being like, I'm going to go initiate this thing and create this thing. It's actually about allowing life to come to you and to trigger a gut response before you jump into something. So it doesn't need to be an invitation. You know, it's just like allowing anything external to you. It can be a phone call or a text message or like something you see online, but like something that triggers this response. You're like, oh my God, yes, I want to know more. What is that? If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. Exactly. I love that, that they just really take the time to honor their own energy, have that self-awareness as to what they will accept and what they can say no exactly. to. Exactly. And just like – and. One tool that can actually be super useful is if you have generators or manifesting generators in your life, which is probably super likely for a lot of us, is um, learning how to ask them super specific questions that kind of allow Mm -hmm. them to tap into that. So, you know, one example that I always use with my partner is that he's a generator and his authority is all about his gut response. So he knows in the moment based on how something feels in his gut. And I think historically, he's really struggled when people have asked him open-ended questions. So an example of that would be like, you know, just like on a very personal level, like, you know, where do you want to go for dinner? Or like, what do you think we should do now? Or like, and so for me, it's been like, do you want salmon? Would you like to cook at home? Do you want to go out? Just like things that are like multiple choice, like yes, no, simple questions that like allow him to respond in a very visceral way rather than getting in his head and like trying to make sense of it. Okay, this is so good to know. I already, without even knowing their chart, I can picture a lot of generators and manifesting generators in their mind. Will you really distinguish that? Like, what is the biggest distinguisher between the two, though? I think the biggest distinguisher is that the manifesting generators like tend to move quicker and also like they can wear a bunch of different hats at once. Okay. And so they both are these amazing resources of energy, but manifesting generators are like, you know, I'm a mom and I own a dance studio and, you know, I create this and like, I love doing all the things, you know, I worked with a manifesting generator last week who was like, you know, he's just like, he's starting 
all, like has basically working on three businesses at once. Wow. And like he feels super confined having anyone ask him to work on just one thing. Okay. Whereas like generators are kind of probably be a little bit more focused in their energy. And so it's kind of like carrying one thing out and when they're done with that, then moving on to the next one. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to well whatever you're going through and there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site all right well thank you so so much and have a magical rest of your day